Bueller. That was bloody brilliant. Oh, thank you for that assessment, Mr. Weasley. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Hey, everyone. I'm Joe. And I'm Jamil. And we're Brothers Who Teach. Bueller. Welcome, everyone, to episode 10 of Brothers Who Teach. Jamil, we made it to double digits of episodes. We did it. Don't get ahead of yourself. The episode isn't done yet. <laughs> you never know. That is true. If, if, if uh, things don't go well, we might just have to scrap this one. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, once again, we just want to say thank you to all the viewers out there. Well, not viewers, listeners out there. Um, we really appreciate all of you that have uh, provided feedback to us and given us uh, advice for upcoming uh, upcoming episodes. And uh, yeah, we would just really appreciate it. Yeah, keep that coming. Um, we wanted to follow up on last week's episode with Luke and the uh, doom to fail thing. We want to keep kind of a, a running series going with that. Not this week, but in the future, talking to newer teachers and just getting their experiences, whether teachers who are new and thriving or new and struggling. Um, we want to hear what's going on with them and what's making their experiences good or bad. So just be ready for that in the coming weeks. Joe, how's your week been? It was a good week. We, um, it was a four day week. Uh, we had presidents. How many four day weeks have you had? Okay, so we're record, we're recording this on, uh, February 27th. We had, I had president's day last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's the reason that I was able to go see uh, go see my friends in Connecticut, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we've had we have had a lot of four day weeks. I'm not complaining, and I, I I actually am not complaining either that we haven't because we've got uh, spring break just around the corner for us. We've got one more week, and then we get our spring break, and I'm excited for that. And we probably are going to take a break from our show. Uh, after this episode 10 take a week off um and we'll still probably have an episode coming out um the week after this one comes out just because we're, we're one week ahead but we'll get back into it after taking that one week break and uh try to keep keep things going for i don't know i don't know if we want to cut off at a certain se- at a certain season length and maybe maybe rest for the summer or something but as long as we have topics we'll keep going absolutely Absolutely. So yeah, let's get into this week's topic. Today we're going to be talking about teachers' lounge politics and what um, what a healthy teachers' lounge looks like, and also just kind of talk about what we like to do during our lunch break um, to kind of recharge the batteries for that thirty-minute or hour, depending on how much time you have to give yourself sustenance. Yeah, not just physical sustenance, but sometimes like on on busy days. And Joe, I don't know your schedule if you have days that are busier than others, but but I certainly do. And lunch is crucial on those days, uh, both to recharge mentally and physically. Yeah, so so that's that's a pretty good segue. Where where I have listed that lunch lunch for me is just a great time to decompress and refocus, but it's also a time to you know, collaborate with the math teachers that I'm with. Um, fortunately, at, at our school, like all of our, all of the math teachers eat together. So, yeah, not only do we ask about each other's lives, but we're also 
Um, just trying to get little helpful tips like where are you in your chapter? Mm-hmm. What do you do for this topic? Things, um, yeah, things along those lines. Yeah, and I think we can talk more about each of our lunch experiences. We've got two big lunch sections at our school, but it's also, you know, you can sit wherever you want. You can bring your own lunch, but not many people do since we've got cafeteria where you can eat at for free. Um, we've got indoor-outdoor seating. And, you know, in, in previous years for me, it would each day would be a grab bag. I would go – I'd eat somewhere in the cafeteria, inside or outside, but who would be sitting at my table could be anybody. And so, you know, there would be kind of a randomness to it. Um, this year I've sat with basically the same – couple of guys each time um and at least for this year I've, I've appreciated that regularity and knowing what's coming um as far as you know what the general topics are going to be um and it's allowed us to kind of develop a little more of a bond um because we have that shared experience and and since you're eating in the cafeteria are you eating with not only fellow teachers but are you also eating eating with students you definitely can. Um, in an ideal year where where COVID is not even on the horizon, um, or you don't have that atmosphere, there would be it would be encouraged for teachers to eat with students at least like occasionally, um, you know, just to show that you're a person and maybe talk to them about stuff that doesn't involve the stress of a classroom. What about you? I would guess not. Yeah, I I, I always eat in the teachers' lounge. Um, okay. So yeah, there aren't any students and it is kind of interesting to see year to year, which departments, um, are eating in the teacher's lounge because we have two, two lunch shifts. So you might have like the math department and the history department and the electives all have first lunch and Mm -hmm. then different departments have second lunch. And then, yeah. So like I said, the, the math department all likes to eat in the teacher's lounge sometimes different departments like they eat in their office or they all eat individually or sometimes i've i've seen teachers where they're going through a show mm-hmm. and they'll all get their lunch go to a classroom and they'll put on the show and just start watching and yeah. try to get an episode in every day now i've got a couple of questions are there any teachers who eat with students or would that be like weird like what's going on um yeah, that'd be a little weird. It doesn't happen at our school. Yeah, that's how that's how it was for us when we were in high school, too, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like we would see teachers eating in the caf- like in the cafeteria with us, yes. but it, they would not be sitting in the same place. It was understood, like, this is where the teachers eat. You do not go <laughs> yeah. there. It's all, like almost like they were their yeah. own clique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You can't sit with us. Um, so... The second question is, you got all the teachers and you got a teacher's lounge. Is there ever a turf war or like a battle for space? Well, yeah. So from year to year, it's it's varied. But this year has been different because on pretty much a regular basis, we have all the math teachers and and the language teachers all eating in uh, in the teacher's lounge. So there have been days where the microwaves... You know, it you gotta you gotta wait a little bit oh, to get in there. Okay. Um, okay. But it it really hasn't been a problem. Like, um, 
I, I have I, I teach with somebody who like has to sit in the same seat every single day, no matter what. <laughs> and I guess I've okay. and he's never had a problem like getting his seat. And I guess I've it's not a concern, but I have been sitting at the same seat like all year long. So okay. uh, we have been able to get our spots. Um the conversation can kind of vary depending on the personnel that you have there. Uh, this this year, like pretty much everybody has been doing Wordle, or at least uh, nice. that's been a topic of conversation just about every single day during that time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, in years past, uh, I, I really enjoyed. I would I would put together like a trivia team, and we'd go to a local bar. And we would have trivia Tuesday nights. And a lot of the time, the people who couldn't go because of their schedule, like they would ask about what were some of the questions, how'd you guys do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was always something really fun to, to talk about in a way to, you know, get away from just talking about students or talking about work all the time. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, we don't have a space like that. And we'll talk about more of that this episode, but... You know, the places where faculty can go and have a closed enclosed space that can hold, you know, a decent amount of people just isn't there. We have some really small spaces that can hold like three people. And so you can have your conversations there, but it's harder to get into like a kind of, you know, a group shared experience like you're talking about with Wordle or like, you know, talking about like trivia answers from the previous night um, with any kind of, you know, group of people anyway. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, and I also remember last year, me and another teacher, we were both engaged, so we were putting together mm. wedding plans, and just about everybody else that we sat with was married. So I could ask, like, all right, what are what are some things that I should put on a registry? What are some things I don't need to put on my registry? Um, what should I prepare for with the wedding coming up? Like, and it was really helpful to just kind of have a panel of people to ask questions about because. It wasn't just me who wanted to hear these answers. There was somebody else, and it gave the uh, the married people a chance to kind of look back at uh, at their wedding day and and give uh, mm-hmm. and give some sage advice to us youngsters. That was fun. Yeah. To go along with that, I, I do kind of see it as important during the lunch hour to not just talk about teaching and not just talking Work. about students. Now there will be there will be days where like if you just had a nightmare period that like you need to get you need to get that off your chest you need to vent it out. But I I would really stress to to all teachers out there that like if if that's the conversation on a regular basis in your teachers lounge like that's that's a pretty unhealthy environment and it's just gonna gonna weigh you down. Mm. And and we talked about two weeks ago how like. You want to have a good work home life balance. Yeah. I mean, this, this is like that 30 minutes is a way to, like we said, to recharge. And if it's just kind of another 30 minutes where you feel like you're being dragged through the mud, you want to like, I would almost suggest like find a different place to, to eat lunch or find other people to look, to mm. eat lunch with so that that isn't the environment you're in all the time. Yeah. Do you ever get relief when you hear another teacher complaining about a problem that you don't have yeah yeah that that helps and um i mean (laughs) not not it helps but um it it's nice if i could like offer advice 
to like that well mm. yeah you're you're going through that this is this is how i approach that subject especially if it's like a about as like a specific student who yeah. is not having that problem with me i can say well these yeah. are some things that i've done usually when a teacher's venting like that they're looking for advice um <laughs> yeah yeah because they're they're barely keeping their head above water in that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's been fun in you know filling up lunch conversation with a lot of not school related things. I mean, sometimes we'll, yeah. I think it can be good to like be constructive and like to have that to have that space where you can quickly ask someone like, "Hey, I'm I'm up to this point. Like, where are you? Or, you know, how would you handle this situation? Or, um, what what do you have coming up next?" But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's certainly not that great to go from like a class where you maybe had a problem to talking about that problem in at lunch and then you just kind of perpetuate it unless like you're you're seeking a solution to where like it's going to end up taking stress away from you because you figured out like, you know, you, you end up feeling better about the situation by the end of the conversation. If it's just keeping you at square one and you're just venting or and you're just ranting about it. Yeah, I think that's fairly unhealthy and it kind of it promotes that kind of behavior and subject matter for your conversations, which like you said is not going to be the, you know, the most ideal thing. Yeah, and I, I remember one day like a teacher was asking was actually like praising one of their students and I kind of I kind of yeah. wanted to keep that going. I'm like, "Okay, everybody talk about like who are some of your favorite students or what have been like some of your biggest successes yeah. during the year? And that was like actually one of my favorite lunch periods. Like it actually got us in a pretty good mood and ready to move on for, you know, and be ready for the rest of the day. So you're saying not every conversation about your students is positive? Not every, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> unfortunately it is in the minority, at, you know, usually when you're in your lunch period. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's natural to like try to adjust the problems and to take, you know, the the better behaved students or the students that aren't problems for granted. But it is like you said, really nice to reflect on that sometimes, and I guess in a way count your blessings. <laughs> yeah, and I um I love I oh go ahead. Uh, I mean, I was just going to say I, I remember like my first year I was actually at a different school district and for like the first semester the teacher's lounge was not used at all just people didn't go in there they went in their own classrooms or whatever yeah uh, a lot of people just ate lunch at their own desk i was eating lunch by myself most of the time and then a couple of teachers invited me to eat lunch with them but they still weren't eating in the teacher's lounge they were eating like in an office or something um okay but then we realized that like there were ping pong tables in storage and we moved it nice. and we moved it into the teacher's lounge and every day i was playing ping pong and it was, you know, I hadn't played ping pong in a couple of years, and it was a lot of mm-hmm. fun to get back into it. I found that I, I still had it. I still had it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. I mean, I you can speak to this, too. Like, when you've got those different venues where you could eat, do you ever like going off by yourself I'm, or, you know, going to watch a, sh- a show? Or um, do you ever need that? that downtime or do you usually appreciate getting to go and hang out with other people? There have been a couple of times where like, I just need to get some work done, but I think I could, yeah. I could count those occasions on like one hand. It, it's been mm-hmm. very, very rare. I, I found that 
just sitting with other math teachers and having just a five minute conversation during lunch about where you're at, what are some strategies for teaching this lesson and stuff like that has been more effective than like actually just being on my computer trying to get work done. Yeah. I think there are other times in your workday for that. Like our lunch is fairly long. So I know that if I need to, I can leave and, you know, still have 20 minutes to a half hour in my room, whether that's working on things or just chilling. And a lot of the guys that I eat with end up leaving lunch fairly early anyway. So that almost gives me like some time to just chill outside and watch, you know, other students and faculty pass by and have chit chat with them. Um, so yeah, I think it's great to seize the chance to have like a conversation with some people while it's available. Cause it, you know, it's not available the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love a good debate. And, uh, at least the, the guys that I end up having lunch with, like we usually end up doing that, like not really about school stuff, sometimes about school stuff, but a lot of times it's like about which foods we're eating from the cafeteria and mm. what, you know, what foods we like. And, you know, I may or may not use mayonnaise on a lot of things pretty liberally. And some people at my table may or may not hate mayonnaise or the ways I'm using it. Um, and so that's like a, a great entryway into other like conversations about food and their taste and stuff like that. So um, that's always a good time. Banter. Yeah, so you're you're pretty fortunate. Your cafeteria like has really good food. Yeah, good food and a variety. So like you know, this this year I've been trying to eat a little healthier. So like I'm at the salad bar every day, and then sometimes I go back to the other lines for more food. But um, you can always start there. But there's like a sandwich line, and uh, then there's a couple main dishes. Okay, so are you like ever packing your lunch? No, I've not packed my lunch to Christ School ever wow but that's i mean that's me like if i know that food is available like i'm not gonna do that i know some people who do pack lunches um i'll see sandwiches in like the 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 very mini lounge that we do have has a refrigerator um and so i'll see you know packed lunches in there sometimes but by and large most of the faculty are in the cafeteria eating that food at lunch yeah the the first couple years i was teaching i was going to the cafeteria but with with covid like cafeteria workers have been put under a lot of stress where like every single food has to be like prepackaged. Oh yeah. And, and they were, I, I mean, I'm, they, they work so, so hard, but the, the quality of the food has gone down and it's not their fault. It's just what they're given. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of led me to stop going to the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've started and, and it is kind of fun to have like food that you cooked for yourself. Because I know, you know, I I can cook things the way that I that I want it, and it's uh, yeah. So it's it's a little, you know, not only am I like getting sustenance, but it's also like food that I enjoy eating. So it's it's another way that lunch is uh, an enjoyable thirty minutes for me. Yeah, you can't complain about the ca- the 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 lunch <laughs> food when it's your food. <laughs> oh yeah, man, this brisket is so dried out. Uh, you know, you talked about the people who watch watch a show during their breaks. Like, I almost there have been a couple times where my schedule has provided me a longer break, like an hour long, but it still feels weird to me to throw a show on um, during that time. I, I guess it feels like I'm checking out too far 
and like doing stuff that I, I would do more at mm. home, like when I'm trying to veg. Um, I will watch like like sports highlights on YouTube, but for some reason that feels different because it's only like you know five ten minute segments. But um, that's just me. I don't know. You know, some people I think could do that and and not really miss a beat. But um, I usually like if there's something a little more productive I could be doing, I usually do that, and I don't try to spring for a show in my free time. Yeah, and and I've I've actually found that I I enjoy being around around people more than watching a show during that time it yeah it's it's a way that energizes me but that's that's me you know whether you're an introvert or extrovert that the way that you recharge is going to look different so if you need that time to yourself to decompress do that but just just find what works for you for me the teacher's lounge is what works for me so let's talk about this whole politics of the teacher's lounge what are some things you wanted to you know get into as far as like the do's and don'ts well, for one, probably don't have a whole lot of political discussion because that's going to just divide the teacher's lounge a lot. Yeah. So don't actually get into politics. How often has that happened where not like I would guess that you very, very rarely had like an actual full on people like pinging points back at each other in kind of a debate versus like maybe a couple people huddled to the side and they're like, Blah, 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 Trump, blah, 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 you know, like having their own smaller political discussion that if you wanted to overhear and maybe like barge in on, you could, but like, or, or, you know, people don't even do that. Uh, I remember my first year, um, and that was in, that was the 2015, 16 school year. So that was when it was Hillary versus Trump and yeah. someone was reading their newspaper and at the time, pretty much everybody that I ate lunch with, I think, had a similar political outlook. Yeah. And one comment was made, and I think that there was a substitute that day who okay. was was in complete opposition <laughs> to what was said. And he, he actually stormed out and, like, left the room and was pretty angry. Mm. And, yeah, it's, sometimes that happens when you get into political discussions. So right. from that, that point on, I'm like... Nobody's convincing anybody of anything here. Everybody's just going to dig deeper into yeah. their thoughts. So, like, yeah. a, a, th- a three-minute conversation isn't going to change anybody's minds. It's, yeah. it's, there's no point dividing people. Do you think that pers- the, the person who started talking about uh, the politics did so thinking everyone in the room was on the same page? Because, like, I'll notice, like, at certain tables – at lunch when I eat with with different people, I think there's almost a sense of like, all right, I know where you're at, everyone at my table, so it's safe to have this discussion. I I would imagine he did. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think he was trying to offend anybody. Like, obviously, I don't think he was trying to offend anybody, but he did, and it'd probably be even worse if if the person was like a full-time teacher because then they'd have to work with each other (laughs) all the time and they'd be seeing each other like in the hallways every single day. Yeah. And I mean, we have, we have people on a pretty wide spectrum as far as on the right or on the left, but you know, I think people know that pretty quickly. I don't know. I don't know what hints people give away sometimes. Um, I guess there are, there are certain buzzwords that kind of indicate where you stand. But I think once people figure that out, they know like where the fault lines are, and they're not gonna usually get in a shouting match about about some political thing. They understand where people are at, and you're only gonna have 
political political discussions with people where where you know you're kind of all on the same page which i mean maybe is some critique of our current state that we can't really have more fruitful discussion but um i think people are you know for the sake of the workplace and getting along with your colleagues people have handled that pretty well yeah and and it hasn't really been an issue at our teachers lounge i I don't think i don't think we've you know turned anybody off from wanting to be there from the topics (laughs) of conversation that we have so that's been nice all right what else um offensive language and i'm not just saying i'm not saying Mm. that like you can't have offensive language but don't be to the point where like if like every other word is a curse word that like be mindful that there might be other people who don't use this this type yeah. of language all the time and also if you're you know if you're not the person that uses offensive language all the time if you hear it once or twice here and there like that shouldn't turn you off from coming to the teacher's yeah, yeah. lounge as don't, well don't throw a fit right so if you do it do it sparingly Spare, sparingly is that the right sparingly yeah yeah i got you yeah and if you don't do it don't be like super turned off if you hear it on occasion right don't turn it into a bar or like don't make it it should feel a little different than the way you would talk you know on a friday night or something yeah and this last one i am actually guilty of on a few occasions but no I'm you sorry. haven't there have no there have been times where i cook like a salmon pasta the day before and i had to put it in the microwave oh the horror yeah Oh, what a terrible colleague. (laughs) Microwaving fish can set off like an odor in the classroom. It lingers. Oh, I can almost smell it through the phone. (laughs) I mean, well, first of all, I, I empathize just because I have started to perfect the art of smoking salmon and it's delicious. Um, my wife may or may not have committed this offense at her workplace. Um, but it's too risky. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm set off by by foul odors. So, like, the sense of, like, a fishy smell coming out of the microwave, like, oh, that seems horrible. And, Joe, I mean, you are creative culinarily. Yeah, I, I'm calling that a word. Um, have it Have it cold. Do a lox bagel or something. Like, do not heat up your fish in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Or bring bring a fast-acting deodorizer with you or something <laughs> where you can... Is that a thing? <laughs> bring some Lysol. <laughs> bring some Lysol or... Bring, Lysol or, or that... I don't know. What's that thing that you put in cars? Like that little bag of deodorizer or something? I don't know how quick that works, but... Something to just eliminate that smell immediately. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I should probably just have the salmon in like a different container. Heat up the pasta and then Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'd be I'd be willing to have the salmon cold with, with like warm pasta. That'd be a little hot and cold yeah, yeah. mouthfeel. It'd be pretty nice. Do it do it for the people. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fellow math fellow teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you I will, heard it here. We've got a public apology. I will say there are other teachers that commit this offense more than me. Ah, and it's it's worse when it's like a frozen TV dinner, 
That's getting microwaved yeah. oh, as opposed no. to like like <laughs> fresh fish that I uh, is like already cooked yeah. and I'm just reheating it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, <laughs> you should almost like you should almost put the microwave in a like in a storage room or something where it's like I'm just going to step in here real quick, nuke my thing, take it to the teacher's lounge. Um now, that room could get pretty gross as far as the smells um but it would be nice to have that offset i I could imagine on those days where people are putting whatever in the microwave yeah and and to go with that make sure that you have a covering on whatever you're oh yeah yeah. we can't have splatter the splatter is (laughs) it is getting a little bit out of control in our in our teacher's lounge what's the weirdest thing you've seen someone eat in the teacher's lounge um i mean with with some of the diets that people are going on it, it's it hasn't created like weird odors but sometimes just like just like only meat and cheese like deli meats and cold cut cheese and meats <laughs> yeah um like a charcuterie board for lunch yeah. <laughs> but like no bread you're right right they're trying to cut carbs right. or something some yeah. of the best things like seen people bringing in like barbecue like smoke like mm. s- smoked chicken quarters oh yeah gets me every time well that's another reason you know that's another painful thing that comes out of the microwave when it when something smells oh, too yeah. good and you're like oh no i don't get any of this you just want to be like is that hickory you smoke that on hickory <laughs> smells so good i get yeah. jealous I'm trying to think any other or are there any other rules any any do what are what are the do's uh, be open in conversation, be quick with the microwave, <laughs> and, um... Don't take my seat. Yeah, don't take my seat. <laughs> but that's another don't. <laughs> that's a, that's not a don't. Oh, yeah, well, do, do sit somewhere where I do not sit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I've, I've got the funny story this week. All right, let's go. All right, no more de- uh, self-deprecating stories or harking on the other people. I've actually yeah. got... Well, let's talk about our students. Yeah. <laughs> let's bring it back. We'll make fun of them. Yeah, so um, we're, we're continuing in our lesson in slope intercept form right now in, uh, in our classroom. Y equals MX plus y B. Y equals MX plus B. Perfect. What does M... Burned into my brain. What does M represent? Um, M is slope i'm a slope and b is the y intercept y intercept excellent so we were we were working on a problem where a student had to write an equation in slope intercept form from a table okay they had to get the slope from the table they had to get the y intercept and i tell them yeah write what m equals write what b equals and then write your equation and i had a student who did it perfectly he found that the slope was i think it was like three-fifths or something like that he wrote m equals three-fifths He found that the y-intercept was 5. He put b equals 5. And then for his equation, he wrote y equals 3 fifths plus 5. And then he raises his hands like, Mr. Mr. X. Right. Right. So he's like, Mr. Brenneman, is this right? And I just look at him and then this joke came into my head. I'm like, are you having having girl issues? He's like, what? Oh, boy. He's like, are are you having girl issues? I, I don't understand. I was like, you're missing your x. Ah. And he thought for a second. So for any any math teachers out there, if you need a dad joke, and you find that your students are forgetting 
are forgetting their notation where they don't put their variables. There's a joke for you. Oh my god! They forget their X. Um, we, we have a math teacher who has posted a couple of different like punny type, um, math quotes, but they're they're mm-hmm. like kind of dad joke types. And he did something about missing your X too. Um, <laughs> I I like it. I like the more in person one you did there, where it's kind of a trick to figure out. Yeah. And eventually he got it, he thought it was pretty funny, and he made the correction, and all was well. Yeah. All right. To the numbers game. Let's go. How, how were your legs after the, uh, after the 20 miles? So after the first four, the first four were the soccer game, and that was fine. But when I actually like was running just straight up four miles, that was, the first time was fine, but the second time, like, the place I was running had some uphill parts mm. and like my, my hamstrings just felt really tight. And I was like, I'm not running that hard. So I don't think I can pull anything, but like, I was just made me a little nervous. Um, so then I switched to a track for one of the sets or maybe, maybe one and a half of the sets, but, um, legs are still intact. I got everything done by Thursday. So, well, my last four are the soccer match I'm about to play, uh, tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, got there, but it was it was a grind. And I mean, you know, props to people who do this uh, like on a regular basis because it took it takes a lot of time, and it's just hard. Like after the workday, to like you, you know, you talked about liking to exercise after your workday's done, but when it's a little bit more, like four miles is more than I normally run. When I know I'm about to put myself through something rigorous, like that's hard to get kind of motivation for. Mm. You know, when it's like just had class, just had sports, ready to go home and have dinner, ready to lie down and relax, like that's pretty tough. So props to to people who work out after work and who do more than more than a couple miles a day. And and props to you to getting it done. I'm sure yeah, it wasn't easy. That. All right, this this week's punishment, uh, time wise, is going to be a much lower commitment. However, the actual punishment of it could be uh, equal. To last week's the and and the odor of it could linger for days weeks months who knows <laughs> the, the punishment for this week is whoever loses has to eat a raw clove of garlic just one clove not a whole head just one clove yeah yeah but um and and okay thank you for making it just one clove well for both of our sakes yeah. being married and whatnot <laughs> and and are, are we allowing ourselves to like just swallow it whole so you don't really get the full essence of it? Or do you have to take a couple bites? I think there has to be at least one bite down. Okay. We must, we must taste the entire essence of the clove. Yeah, I think it's called allicin. Allicin is like a, something that gets released in garlic. That has Allison? Yes. Like the girl's name? Uh, it's pronounced like the girl's name, but it's spelled different. It's well, it's, it's a that food probably term. that probably has made me less likely to if I have a daughter name her Allison, because <laughs> I'll just be thinking of the in, the inside of a garlic clove. <laughs> All right. This week's question. This one's a little more. Uh, this one's a little closer to home. Yeah, for both of we, us. We uh we both have some knowledge of this topic so we should be able to get a pretty good estimate we don't know the exact answer but we should 
at least yeah. be in the ballpark. Yeah. All right. In the sitcom Seinfeld, how many women does Jerry date in the entire series? I have my guess. As do I. I'm guessing 100. I want 45. So my thought was, yeah, I mean, it feels like he dates a woman almost, well, it feels like every episode, but, um, you know, I, I try to tell myself, okay, maybe closer to every other episode he's, he's dating someone, but you know, I've, I've missed high in some of these number games. I've missed low and I, you know, you are, you know, Seinfeld a lot. So I, I, I can picture you mentally like running through, uh, all of Jerry's girlfriends and having a good sense of, of who, who all is there. All right, look it up. All right. 73? According to the ninth season DVD release of the series, Jerry had 73 different girlfriends seen or alluded to over the course of the series. Do do the math here. I believe 45 to 73 is 28. 28. And 73 to 100 is 27. Oh, my gosh. Could it be? Is it an actual legit win in the numbers game for Jamil? By one? By one. <laughs> How crazy is that? Wow. Okay. Congratulations. All right. So, enjoy that, Allison. I'll try. All right. Um, again, we'll probably be on a break after uh, this epi- this uh, this week's episode, but keep listening we'll keep posting stuff too and uh thanks for every thanks everyone for your interaction and being listeners to the show yeah thanks everyone till next time learn them good learn them good bye